What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where we make your fantasy football dreams a reality. It's the corniest tagline of all podcasting. We're already here, so fuck it. And uh, on this week's episode, it's a very special episode, not only because we're covering a division that's got a lot of players, a lot of stacked players for fantasy football, but we have not one, but two guests on the show today, a familiar face and a new face on the show. So I'm very excited. So first off, let me uh, introduce the new face to the show. We got a Cleveland Browns fan to represent the show. Very studious guy, if you will. Knows his shit. Presentable guy. We need that on the show because uh, I haven't been the most presentable. Uh, Dean, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kyler. I am very excited to be here. Of course, of course. And we are going to talk about your Browns. But we also need a counterpoint with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we have our local QPPN <laughs> Steelers representative, Nico, sure. on the show. Nico, how are you feeling today? What's I'm, I'm feeling good. I love all this AFC North love we're getting in today. Yeah, man. So I figured while writing down these divisions, we would start with one on neutral territory, if you will, with the Cincinnati Bengals, who in real life, I think we can all agree, are kind of ass. But in fantasy, <laughs> might be the most stacked team in the whole division, right? You got Joe Burrow coming in at QB 13, averaged 23.25 points in his nine full games starting last year. And then you got Joe Mixon at RB 13. He only played six games last year. That was a whole thing with this Bengals team. He only played six games, averaged 16.6 PPR points. Not very consistent, though. But going into this season, uh, Dean, I'll start with you. What are your expectations for the backfield here in Cincinnati? I really think that Mixon is a great pickup just with his PPR. Like just in general as a flex or maybe a second running back just because Burrow is such a great quarterback. And the thing is with their offensive line, there's definitely questions. But I think that Mixon's going to be the one to get those carries. And I mean, if you need some running back, I think Mixon would be a good pick of late round. I wouldn't go searching. uh, Yeah, he's not a late round pick. He's being drafted as the RB13 right now, which puts him as the very top RB2. So if you're going to get him, it's probably as, you know, a high end RB2, low end RB1. So you're paying a steep yeah. price for Mixon. So I'm you know, saying, like, it's a it's a workhorse back. Like those are tough to come by in the NFL. So that's a tough. I, one. Never in my opinion, like, I wouldn't go looking for him if he's there. I take him. Yeah, yeah. But that's not someone I'm like very high on. Yeah. I still think that um, it's like still a good pickup just because he's going to get the carries and like. He'll get some yards just because Burrow's there and they have some talent, the receivers especially. But 
I have to agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, I don't hate him in that range, I guess, but I think I'd rather have every other starting running back in this division over him. Ooh, every other starting running back. Interesting. Okay. Okay, I think we differ on that. I think I'm higher on Mixon than y'all two are. Mm. No Giovanni Bernard now on the team. He's probably going to get that pass catching work, which he didn't get last year. So the mm-hmm. snap rate should Sergio go up. Bernard played a lot last year. He did. That. He did. <laughs> and now the backup running back is Samaje Piran, who uh, isn't great. He's currently being drafted RB seventy eight. He's a pretty solid handcuff for if Mixon goes down, but nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I actually like Mixon at RB thirteen. I like him more than some of the other guys in his range, and I definitely don't think he's the worst in the division as far as starting running backs go. Um, we can talk about that later, though. Yeah, yeah, and we did kind of gloss over Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's kind of the engine to this whole team, and his rehab from knee injury is really going to determine the fate of the entire team. If the offensive line can hold up and Burrow's healthy. He's probably going to be a pretty good fantasy option. And uh, more importantly with that is the receiving core, which we're about to get into. You got Jamar Chase, we got T. Higgins, and we got Tyler Boyd as the main three wide receivers. Out of those three, Dean, I'll start with you. Which one is your favorite for fantasy this year? I honestly really like T. Higgins. I think that he's a great – he's just been a great receiver in college. And I know last year he he was all right, but – like there were still questions with like AJ Green and just Burrow himself, and when he got went down, I don't think that um, T Higgins got everything that he wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I would be really high on T Higgins. I think that he's gonna have a good year. And just T. Higgins, okay. honestly, I think that literally they, this whole thing all relies on Joe Burrow, like this this whole year, and if he can come back, but. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Nico, uh, do you have a, a differing opinion on the best receiver on this team for fantasy? Uh, no, I'm a I'm a T Higgins believer too. So I I'd have him number one. I think he's under drafted right now. But if I'm honest, I'd have the other two guys, Boyd and Chase, pretty close in that same range. I also don't mind Auden Tate as like a late round pick. If any of those dudes go down, I think he's got a lot of talent and has shown it before same with for the running backs you mentioned samaj p ryan but like i'm not really sure how entrenched that dude is as a backup so guys like chris evans and puka williams in like deeper leagues dynasty and stuff i think they're worth a look right as far as the perspective on these receivers i got the numbers written down and everything so jamar chase is currently being drafted as the highest one at wide receiver 26 then it's t higgins at wide receiver 29 and then tyler boyd is all the way at wide receiver 37 right now and i figured i'd do the research uh specifically for when joe burrow was actually healthy and starting on the team so obviously jamar chase wasn't in the nfl last year he has a connection with him but at the end of the day, he's a rookie wide receiver, right? T. Higgins last year finished as the wide receiver 28, and he averaged 15.8 PPR points in his full eight games starting with Joe Burrow. It's not nine because he didn't get a heavy snap count in week one because he was a rookie wide receiver, obviously. Uh, whereas Tyler Boyd last year finished as the wide receiver 29, so one spot lower. But he averaged 16.2 PPR points in his nine games with Joe Burrow. It just kind of fell off after Burrow got hurt. So Boyd was actually the most consistent and highest scoring 
and he's being drafted by far the lowest. So to me, if we're accounting value in it and slot receivers, which are usually a cheat code in fantasy football, I'm taking Tyler Boyd all day, mm-hmm. every day. But this is a high-volume passing game. The defense is going to be a little bit ass, so they should be behind in games. So overall, I think the whole passing game has room to flourish, but... I mean, I've been preaching consistency on this show every single episode. Tyler Boyd is the most consistent, and uh, I think he's going to get the highest target share as well. We'll go with that. And then CJ was almost the tight end, I guess. Just figured mm-hmm. I'd mention him, but Drew, Drew Sample might might take the role too. Like either of them are not draftable dudes, though. Yeah, guys, you might pick up on the waiver wire. Like even in unless you're in like a, one of those like tight end premium leagues that give extra yeah. points, and you're running like two tight ends or some shit. That would two or three tight ends, that. yeah. <laughs> no, well, the thing is, I think the tight ends are a little sus, but. I think if if Burrow can be great, like those are solid pickups as like a backup. Maybe you could even start those Tyler Guzma or. Oh yeah, like Tyler Boyd just receiver thirty seven is unreal because like if you're just doing the math in like a twelve team league, he's being drafted as a wide receiver four, and he can be like a flex or even a like a low end wide receiver two on your team. Like that's crazy. Mm I feel like people are like kind of overreacting on Jamar Chase being drafted. Like that's why he's plummeted. But like AJ Green's off the team, and even though AJ Green is ass, he got a decent target share. And like Jamar Chase is probably going to get a little more of that. But like also Giovanni Bernard's targets aren't there anymore. So there's like room for all three of them to to do well. So it's weird that uh, Higgins and Boyd dropped so far to me. Um, but now that we got that out of the way. I think it's time to go to heated discussion here. <laughs> We're going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers next, Nico. Yeah. So I guess I'll just go through the whole team, and you can give me a rundown of who you like the most, right? So you got Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback, currently being drafted as the quarterback 21 right now. You got Najee Harris at mm. RB11 and uh, Benny Snell at RB71. And then uh, as far as the wide receivers go, you got Deontay Johnson at wide receiver 20, uh, Chase Claypool at wide receiver 28, and Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver 30. And then you have uh, Eric Ebron at tight end 26. So out of those guys, Nico, do any of them sound appealing to you? I like Najee where he's being drafted, mostly because of role. I mentioned like having all the running backs in the division above Mixon. Like that's not talent wise. We can't say that with Najee yet. Haven't seen him, but the Steelers always use one running back, one bell cow guy, and Najee Harris is gonna for sure be that dude. Ben Roethlisberger it should be a waiver wire guy. I don't think you should draft him. QB 21 is about right. That might be a little higher than where I am, though. And the the wide receivers, I think if if you you believe in Ben at all, you're going to want to take Deontay Johnson because that's his dude, specifically on short routes and stuff. But otherwise, I think Chase Claypool is the biggest boom for the team he's the he's the best receiver i think talent wise and he's shown ability to just like take the ball and make things happen with his size and speed so i think uh i think he's the guy i'd be targeting as a wide receiver three or four 
Okay. Okay. Dean, I know you got hate in your heart for this team. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to spread Steelers you know. slander, you absolutely can. That's fine. With I mean, bias takes are welcome. I honestly, I honestly think these players, like I, I really like Najee Harris. Like I think what he did at Alabama was literally transfer so well for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just in the NFL. And I'm really scared about Najee Harris, what he's going to do. <laughs> so I think he's definitely a really good pickup. They're going to yeah. rely on him so hard with Ben being what he is now. Um, apparently, he's, he's slimmed down. He had a new diet. You guys saw him. Like, that's, that's what he's been saying, but I've seen <laughs> photos of that dude, and he is not, not lean. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's got a sure. I saw those pictures too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think Najee Harris, great. It's just that's someone you want on your team. And I mean the receivers, like Claypool, yeah, he'll do his thing. And I think just Ben always gets these high volume um, passing games. And last year when they had no running game, the receivers like benefited from that. But I'm not sure with Najee Harris how. That will affect Claypool and so Shuster Johnson. I guess it just depends on Ben and what Ben does, which I don't really want to rely on as much <laughs> now that he's yeah, no, no, fat and old. So that's the thing and where also I'm not good. A little scared about that with the yeah. receivers, but I think like Najee Harris, he's going to do this, then he's going to get his points unless he gets hurt or something, which I don't think will happen. Hopefully, knock on wood, but not the highest on the receivers. Big Najee Harris guy, yeah. right? I uh, I completely agree. To be honest, like Roethlisberger, I expect to regress because it was huge passing volume last year. I expect that to uh, to regress this year, especially when you look at their offseason moves. I mean, getting Najee Harris and taking a tight end in the second round, I feel like they are going to go into more of a run heavy scheme, or at least they have to more uh, compared to last year because last year <laughs> they did not run the ball yeah. at all it was bad yeah it was well the offensive line last year was so bad at running the ball and they were bad at blocking for the pass also but slightly less bad at that so i think that was a big part of the reason they they just had oh, to and do ben, yeah yeah and ben no literally no had running those attempts to create. It's crazy yeah no, he literally yeah. would attempt like 50 passes a game yeah there's yeah. no way that continues this year so I am mm-hmm. higher on Najee than the receivers. I expect all the receivers to regress, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love Najee's situation just because I don't expect this to be a team that scores a lot of points and gets a lot of like red zone opportunities. But, I mean, like I said with Joe Mixon, because he's a workhorse back, it's probably going to be on all three downs. He's kind of in the RB1 conversation by default. Mm-hmm. So RB11 is probably a good spot for him. He's being taken above Joe Mixon, though. I think I like Joe Mixon in fantasy this year a little more than Najee Harris, to be honest, just because we kind of know what Joe Mixon can do, and I like their opportunity to score uh, more points in touchdowns than Najee Harris, to be honest. And then Eric Ebron is one of those tight ends. Nico, I think we were talking about this on Vince's show, that Eric Ebron is a guy that, you know, if you have him, you're going to play him on a week-to-week basis if you need to stream a tight end. And you're just mm-hmm. hoping he scores a touchdown. Pray to God. Like, Pray to God. Yeah, yeah, he has scored like 14 touchdowns in a season, but like mm-hmm. I don't that's know. not going to happen this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a tough call. That's a tough call. Yeah. So, I don't know about these Steelers, man. I'm excited now because Nico, 
we were on Vince's show earlier and we were just, it was like 15 mm. minutes of talking shit about the Ravens and now we get to do it again. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I'm hyped. Man, Ravens slander time. Okay. So we got I Lamar Jackson. Quarterback. Lamar is currently being drafted at QB4, which uh, Nico, I think, is where I ranked him in my quarterback rankings on the show earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somewhere around have- there. You might have had him lower. Uh, yeah, I don't remember, but off the top of my head, I think I'd go RB4. J.K. Dobbins at RB16. Gus Edwards at RB43. And then as far as the uh, the wide receivers, which Nico described as uh, or like seven different number four receivers on this team, which is very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marquise Brown at wide receiver 44. Rashad Bayman at wide receiver 59. Sammy Watkins at wide receiver 74. Kind of makes me want to throw up in my mouth, to be honest. Not great. Uh, <laughs> and then Mark Andrews at tight end four. Is there anything to be excited about, Dean, with this Ravens team? Lamar and Dobbins. Gus Edwards could be good. Yeah. Maybe a flex or two, but I don't know. Just you might, Maybe you want Marquise Brown. Just Maybe he can catch some touchdowns for Lamar. But honestly, yeah, I'm not excited at all. I love Dobbins. Like I watched him in college. Love, love the guy. I uh, hate that he's on the Ravens. Uh, he's he's definitely going to get a lot of those little dump passes from Lamar and break out. For, he'll have he'll I, he'll definitely have a few touchdowns just from that. So I think I think Dobbins will have a great year. But other than that, I'm not really too high on anyone else. So I think Dobbins is definitely a workhorse, and um, I think he'll step into his role as like the star besides Lamar. Yeah, okay. I think, okay. What about you guys? What do you guys think? Nico, what uh, what you got about this Ravens team? Uh, I I totally agree with the J.K. Dobbins take. He's a running back I'm higher on in fantasy. He'd probably be a first or not a first round guy for me, but a top twelve running back. Uh, I like Lamar too. QB four. I, I now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's where you had him, but I. I think he could be better than that. He's always he also got that like rushing upside, so that's always a floor for your squad. But every year in fantasy, I make sure to draft Sammy Watkins when he's going this late, and I trade try trade him after week one every time. And <laughs> like like four four out of five times, I feel like you can get value above where you draft him if you pull that stuff off. Yeah, I mean, like, he'll always give you, like, 150 yards and two touchdowns in week yeah. one and then not do shit. Exactly, the the exactly. And someone every year is, like, convinced that this is the year Sammy Watkins is the <laughs> dude. Know, so so you, that's why that's why you got to always, always hide Sammy Watkins on your bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, daily fantasy legend Sammy Watkins is. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I like Lamar. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the floor that he has in rushing because that's very true. Uh, I think I'm lower on J.K. Dobbins than both of you guys, to be honest. Dean, there's actually a history of uh, running quarterbacks not throwing the ball to running backs. I mean, if you think about it, like when's the last time that a, a throwing running back really threw it a lot to – running back. I mean, like Christian McCaffrey got way more targets and receptions once Cam Newton left the team. And like, even with it being a downgrade, a quarterback, like that's kind of wild. I'm not sure why exactly that's the case, 
but it is. So uh, I don't actually expect Dobbins to get as much receiving work. Um, and I'm not convinced that he's the workhorse, to be honest. They rotate those running backs a lot. So Gus Edwards at RB43, I like a lot, to be honest, his value. And if Dobbins ever gets hurt, which I wouldn't want him to, but if he does, then that'd be really yeah. good. He gets touchdowns. Like he could get like into the double digits if Dobbins misses any time, to be honest. So I like Gus Edwards as a value more than Dobbins in like the early second, to be honest. I always like taking the second guy in a running back uh, committee like seven rounds later than the first guy. I don't know why they let you do that. But you do. <laughs> um, I, I don't want any of the wide receivers. They're all fucking bums this season. I don't want them. Uh, <laughs> except for Sammy Watkins week one in daily fantasy. I'll take that yeah. every time. Um, if there's anyone you would take, I guess it's Rashad Bateman, a wide receiver 59, purely because he's a rookie and I guess he has upside. But it's hard to rely like, on him. I liked him in school, but like Lamar can't throw the ball. So like I don't, I don't know how much it's going to help. Yeah, and then uh, Mark Andrews, he's currently being taken at tight end four, which I don't know if I agree. I mean, like, he finished at tight end six last year, and I like TJ Hawkinson and maybe Kyle Pitts over Mark Andrews in fantasy this year. So I don't know. And also, I don't like taking tight ends in that mid-range. It's either going to be Travis Kelsey or Kels, I guess, if you saw that video. I'm still <laughs> I swear that was that. a joke. I swear that was a joke. I don't know. Uh, I, God, maybe man. I don't. Maybe it wasn't, and I'm dull. This is my least favorite guy in the league now. After that, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. God, that fucking sucks. But it's either going to be like Kelsey or Kittle, or it's going to be like a later round guy in like the tenth or eleventh. I'm not. So you think there's a drop off with Andrews and with those first two? Exactly. Yeah, it's just not worth it to be I honest. See. So. Mark Andrews probably not a guy I'm going to get any shares of. Um, but, like, if he want a mid-range tight end and that's just the way the, the board falls, then uh, Andrews is not a bad option at all. You know what he is. Yeah. I actually um, like Andrews a little more than you, I feel like. I think that with Lamar being a runner, I know that he's trying to limit it more just to limit injuries. That's where I kind of wanted to see is like, with the screen passes. I, I, that's where I thought maybe he'd do that more. But if, like, based on what he's been doing, he'll run, defense is discombobulated, and then he dumps it to Andrews. Andrews is so good at finding those little pockets for mm-hmm. for Lamar. So I think that that happens a lot, and I think that Andrews will benefit just from Lamar's playmaking. I guess what is scary with Andrews is if Lamar ever gets hurt, he's not as effective because he's not – the talent of Mark Andrews isn't that just he's just like a dominating figure on the field. It's just he's really shifty and he can get to those spots. The where, best tight end in scramble drills. Yes, like, that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, his that's what makes character. him so good. Mm-hmm. And I've he's had like, Andrews on my fantasy teams before and he's produced at like, insane levels. And I've really been happy really with him. He's the perfect Lamar Jackson tight end. Like He mm-hmm. just fits so well. He's like the only yeah. guy that can catch the ball. Absolutely. So it works. So, yeah, for sure. And, like, they have really no other receivers, and they're going to be guarding Andrews pretty tightly. So if any of these receivers can do anything, I think that will make Andrews' value so much better. So if any of you guys are high on the receivers, I would try to look into getting Andrews. That will be smart. 
Tylen Wallace would be the guy who needs to step up and grab that role. Or or I guess Rashad Bateman. Either of those dudes, if they can show out and prove they can be an impact playmaker for Lamar, even though he lacks that that accuracy. But if if that can happen and also the Greg Roman offense doesn't throw the ball downfield. I don't know. I like all these wide receivers suck. Like we should move on. Yeah, I think I think Bayman and Tylen Wallace are more of dynasty league looks than uh, redraft leagues, to be honest. Now, Dean, this is the whole reason I brought you on the show. I'm sure you've been waiting all day for this. We got the Cleveland Browns and not just any Cleveland Browns team. A good Cleveland Browns team. How excited are you that they're not the fucking dumpster fire of the league anymore? To be honest, kind of not excited because every time we've had expectations, <laughs> we've kind of fumbled it. So I don't want to jinx it or anything. I think we'll be good this year. I don't know. Definitely something will happen, like some horrible thing to one of these players, and then they'll finish 6-11. and 11. Six and eleven, but yeah, (laughs) I'm really high on some of these players. I'm not as high on other players, but nice we can get started. Right, right. So I think the whole thing, and really the biggest question mark in both fantasy and real life with this team, is Baker Mayfield. Right, he was the Mm -hmm. QB eighteen last year. Currently being drafted QB 16, but Dean, I'm sure you can attest to this, that the second half of the season, he played really well. And if he can keep that up in like a young and emerging offensive line stepping up, and he's got a perfect situation, I think Baker mm-hmm. can really crush that value, don't you think? I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that the beginning, the first few weeks of Baker last year, very erratic, he's throwing it everywhere. He's throwing so many picks. Um, it was just really not a great time. Um, he turned it around. Like coincidentally, after OBJ got hurt when he went down, <laughs> I'm not and sure how coincidental. I'm not as high on Odell. I'll talk about that later. But um, I think that he is really able to distribute it like throughout the field, not just trying to get it to Odell. So I think that's a lot of what the Browns' game plan was the first few weeks. And Odell had he had his moments. He had his. Got his big plays. Um, I remember he had that one play against the Cowboys. Um, oh, my God. I, I was facing Odell in that week. And, like, Odell didn't do <laughs> shit the whole season. And then he gets, mm-hmm. like, three touchdowns and that dumbass rushing touchdown. Yeah, that rushing touchdown was crazy. So a, lot of, a lot of Browns fans want Odell out. They think that he's bad for Baker, which there's, there's definitely been evidence of that. But I think that I, I would at least like to see Odell be there. And for Baker to use that confidence that he had when Odell was out to just be the quarterback, to be the main focus, to find his guys, even if Odell is not getting all the targets or even like the carries, which they started to do. And that's where I want to talk a little bit about uh, Richard Higgins. Because Richard Higgins, he literally was not on the roster those first three weeks. They brought him in because Odell got hurt. He's been Baker's favorite target throughout the Freddie Kitchens era and the Hugh Jackson era, sad times. And I think that (laughs) Higgins, if Odell sucks and he can't be that guy, I think that picking up Higgins, and like, I think Higgins probably not even be drafted 
based on everything going on. I think that would be a great pickup if anything happens to the Browns. If Odell is playing trash, if something happens, I think having Higgins, he'll definitely show up. Um, he's hungry. Like you can see his like Twitter and stuff. Uh, he's like. No, I have not get seen back. Richard Higgins' Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones? Do you like him? Yeah, I really like Peoples-Jones. Um, I like Peoples-Jones and Higgins. Um, I, I, I honestly like Higgins more just because he's so reliable. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he's been reliable for the Browns for the past few years. And mm. um, he had – Freddie Kitchens just didn't really like him, like barely played him in 2019. Um, and he, he had a really good year, 2018. That was why. Uh, that was where him and um, Baker really stepped up. Yeah. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, he had, he's he's a really good deep target um, that stepped in when Odell was hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that if Odell is what he is, then like me talking about Higgins and Peoples-Jones is kind of irrelevant because Odell's going to get all those touches. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that the chances of Odell being Odell are kind of low. So I think that finding these like players, especially for this offense with this insane offensive line, I haven't even talked about Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That <laughs> I think that Baker <laughs> could find these people for these touches. Like I think with what Baker's doing, he'll be able to spread the field, spread the love. It's not great for fantasy, but for those like if you're in a like big league, you need you need a reliable receiver. I think some of these guys can be um, very effective. Jarvis Landry, um, I'll go into him a little bit. I think that he'll, he's good for PPR leagues. If you're not in a PPR league, I wouldn't I would maybe stay away a little bit because Jarvis isn't going to get uh, big targets anymore. He hasn't really been doing that for the Browns recently. He's, just, he's more of like third down receiver, get, get you seven, eight yards, find those gaps. But Baker is... I think that this year, um, he'll look more at his tight ends, um, if anything, and then try to get to Odell. Probably. But he, he just has this the luxury of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and a great line. Um, so yeah. I don't know what you guys also have an opinion on Nick Chubb. I'll no, yeah. Like, um, so with this backfield, so Nick Chubb, I got the numbers pulled up, you know. Uh, Nick Chubb is currently being drafted at RB8. He was the RB11 last year, but he only played in 11 full games, and he averaged almost 19 points a game, and that's without him even catching the ball. Like, Nick Chubb is fucking insane. Nick Chubb at RB8 to me is kind of <laughs> yeah. a steal. Yeah. Like, I like mm-hmm. him over a lot of the guys above him because we've talked about it before. I'm not huge on Barkley this year. He's hurt too much. I'm not huge on Alvin Kamara for like eight different reasons. But like, Uh-oh. I think Nick Chubb like has a real chance to finish as a top three running back this season in fantasy, even with Kareem Hunt on the team. So like, I know that like might be unreasonably high, but I'm super high on Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt too is pretty good. He's being drafted at RB22. So he's like a, a low end RB2 right now. He was the RB10 last year, and he was still able to average 13.1 PPR points in his 11 full games with Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. That's flexible play right there. You can plug and play Kareem mm-hmm. Hart, and he's by far the best handcuff in all of football. So I really love this backfield. Um, 
And just to delve real quick into the receiving core that you were talking about, Odell might be the most overrated fantasy player of all time. Odell, like, is never on the field. And whenever he is, he's not that consistent. Like, he did average 14.5 PPR points, but a lot of that was boosted by that Cowboys game where he just went off. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's being drafted a wide receiver 27, which is, like, a high-end wide receiver 3. But there's a lot of guys in that range that I like over Odell at this point in his career, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jarvis Landry's at wide receiver 41. He finished at receiver 33. But I just don't know if the passing volume is going to be there for him to really have a ceiling. If you want, like, a safe guy, then Jarvis is fine. Um, but I usually try to take receivers that I think are going to be in high-volume passing attacks. And I don't really see that with Cleveland. Yeah, that's um, not what Baker's there for. They're not... What Baker is that he's just there to hand the ball off, get first downs. That's where I think that, like, Higgins, even, like, Kadero Hodge, like, if you really are desperate, they'll get you touchdowns. Like, for those times when Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt don't get it, those are the two guys you really want on this team. Um, Just, I'm not saying much, but. No, for sure, yeah. Uh, Nico, what are your uh, thoughts overall on this Browns team? Uh, I'll agree with a lot of what you guys said. I might be a little lower on Nick Chubb than you, but it's just because I'm comparably higher on other guys you mentioned, like Kamara. Um, Odell, yeah, he he has not proven himself to be effective in fantasy for quite some time. I would not draft him there. Um, it is, it is possible, however, that like Dean was mentioning with the whole offseason and full year to integrate into this offense, he is uh, more of a plus for Baker and the team overall. Um, Cream Hunt is super stud. Everything you said, he's great. Uh, whether Nick Chubb is playing or not, and then when Nick Chubb is out, he's one of the top guys in fantasy. And I also really like the, the tight ends overall. Um, I'm not as high on a guy like Njoku, but Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant was showing me flashes last year too. I mm-hmm. could see either of those guys like uh, ending up maybe as a borderline startable tight end at a point system. Sure. I mean, I like think- Austin Hooper, like, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dean, but Austin Hooper is currently being drafted at tight end 22. He was tight end 21 last year, but he only played in 13 games. And if he gets a little bit of touchdown luck, I could for sure see him finishing higher than that. Um, Dean, go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, I was going to talk about Hooper. Um, Hooper and Baker didn't really have the best connection last year. I think that with a full year under their belt, I think Hooper could be something like maybe be a little higher than that. A tight end 22, was it? Yeah. Um, I, I think also, um, I, yeah, I really like Bryant and Njoku. And one of those guys are not going to get any touches, I think. So, like, be careful with those two because I don't think – they did run a few three tight end sets, but not that much. It's just – that was just for yeah, Chubb and Hunt's can't be like, purposes. So, um, I think I if I were to choose one of the three, I'd go Hooper. I actually really like Njoku. I think he's a really good player. Um, he – he was if if you asked me this last year, I would have been like, oh no, no way, and Joku sucks. Like, <laughs> never take him. But he he actually like bounced back, had a pretty good year, um, played well in the playoffs, was a reliable target. Um, 
and was actually catching catching passes from Baker, which he mm-hmm. had trouble doing. He had that's where he had stone hands. Like I, I was watching, like it was not great. But um, yeah, I would still go Hooper. Um, saw we did with the Falcons with Matt Ryan. I think that this year, I think he'll do better. Um, and if he gets lucky with a few of those touchdowns. Um, I think just Baker last year wasn't throwing as many touchdowns so we, because Nick Chubb and Hunt, even with Chubb out, I think he was out four weeks, might have been more. Yeah, Chubb he only still, played in the 11 full games, so he missed like five technically. Chubb still produced on an insane level, and I think that taking Chubb was very smart, especially for what the Browns have offensively with their line. Um, yeah, I would I'd go Chubb and Hooper. I agree. And I do agree that Hooper is the tight end on the team to go for. I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure last year at the deadline that the Patriots were going to trade for David Njoku. Because we had fucking Dalton McKean and Devin Asiasi at tight end. (laughs) That was just like... uh, That's right. You guys were looking at him. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I I really thought he was going to be a Patriot. I'm a little mad. But we didn't, but like it's okay now because we have Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. So fuck y'all's tight ends. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess that is the wrap up of the teams. But before we get out of here, um, Dean, you're a Browns fan. Nico, you're a Steelers fan. Do y'all have any uh, words of, uh, of hatred to each other's teams that y'all need to get off your chest before we get out of here because this oh, episode has been too peaceful for my liking. He, <laughs> gotta get TJ Watt's the best edge defender in the division. That's so Ooh. bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, no. hey, we can, we no, can discuss sir, no, it. Sir. We can discuss it if you want. Oh, yeah, now, I'll just, Let's watch okay. this year. We can see what happens. Um, <laughs> I agree with Brian. Brian in the chat just said, not a hot take, Ben Nico. <laughs> um, you d- look at look at what Miles Garrett has done. Look at look, what he's been able to do. Ah uh, man, look and what TJ Watt's done over the last two years. He's are, oh, I'm not saying he's, he's about been player. top three in defensive player of the year the last two seasons. He's incredible as well. No, I don't think TJ Watt but... has a as strong of a helmet swing as Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, there's not a quarterback <laughs> with a big head like Mason Rudolph uh, Browns or <laughs> any other team. So. <laughs> Ooh. I think they'll be okay. Shit, yeah. Y'all um, really don't have any shit talk to say about Listen, I, I've been so used to not shit talking to Steelers. I, yo, I think. Because I, I can't. Yeah, know, so also. I'm kind of like, like treading on water right now. No, no, good. It, it's fair because, like, also, I don't really have any vitriol towards the Browns. Like, they bothered me during the Miles Garrett situation, but like, I think both of us, it's it's fuck the Ravens over everything else. Like yeah, the rappers yeah, yeah. belong in hell, so you got to find a Ravens exactly. fan for us to kick the shit out of <laughs> on air. Not for real, like Ravens fans, ugh, they disgust me. But like, okay, listen, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it was it was fun to beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Like that was very nice. I oh, felt man. happy. That was the first time I saw Ben Roethlisberger crying on the bench. That was <laughs> that was very oh. nice. I, oh, I enjoyed man. that a lot. 
But like yeah. I would I, I would rather beat the I loved when Falcons. he had that record of having more wins in your stadium than yeah. any other quarterback. Oh, I love that one. It's been tough. Uh, it's been a tough life. So Yeah, for sure. Um, I got I got blackout that game. The the <laughs> second the Marquis pouncy snap went over Ben's head, I was like, Okay. I watched I watched the five weeks leading up to that too, and I realized we were a bad football team by that point. So I I was already expecting the loss. We yeah, we were eleven and zero, and then finished twelve and four. But we absolutely <laughs> fell apart. Like Ben, Ben was awful, and people figured out the facade of a running game. Uh, Randy Feetner came up with. Also, for some reason, they stopped doing all the motion stuff they were doing during their win streak. They pulled it all out of the offense, and then the offense got way worse. Obviously, so uh, man, it was just straight. Could have killed yeah. their. OC or OC and Ben last year, both of them <laughs> deserved deserved to be shot. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> said they deserved to be shot. Do you yeah. think I'll <laughs> I'll kill them both? Damn. Um, are you mad that Ben's back? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I I knew they would give him one last year. Um, I'm happy. I'll just let it ride out. It's whatever. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of was hoping this year in the draft when, where we took Najee Harris, I wanted to like trade back so we had more assets coming into next year to potentially trade up for that quarterback. But, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I, I'll get on the Dwayne Haskins bandwagon for now and then get ready Listen, to trade. I like, love Dwayne three. Haskins, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. About yeah. That. No, no. Like, <laughs> oh man. Well, what else do I, I it's not going to be Mason Rudolph. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Josh I, I, like, nah. I, I feel like as a Browns fan, like, I, I know exactly how that feels to not have a quarterback, but like for you, it must be so weird. Like I was just it thinking that, like, completely, it, imagine it not having so a quarterback. Strange. That's like been my whole life. Yeah, well, I I kind of have a feeling they're gonna address quarterback in trade next offseason instead of in the draft. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to we'll we'll have to wait and see how long we don't have a quarterback for, but right now it's definite insanity. That mm-hmm. being said, I never really fucked with Ben Roethlisberger because from the minute I became a Steelers fan, I already knew about the sexual allegations and everything. So he was never my guy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's kind of nice for me to finally be ready for an organization where I don't have to watch it and cringe every time my quarterback plays well. I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's always good for change, like especially as the Cleveland baseball team fan. We just changed our name today. Yeah, yeah. As an Indian, as an Indian, as an Indian, I'm pretty happy about that one. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks so, eyes on you now. Nico, I, know, so I, I like. Yeah. I always meant to ask like a Steelers fan how they felt about like Roethlisberger with all that shit, but he was like actually good because like as a Patriots fan, like. I don't agree with Tom Brady kissing his son in the mouth, but like <laughs> we got six Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not that bad compared to. Yeah, that is no, it's like, definitely not big. on the same level. It's yeah, not on the same level, but like no, sir. Hey, listen, Antonio Brown was only on our team for one game, but if AB was giving us fourteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Shit. Yo, yo, I I had my fiance signed off to name our son Antonio until he went crazy. 
Are you serious? Oh, oh I, my god! A hundred percent sure. A hundred percent serious. He was I such mean, a beast for you guys. Like, oh my god. Yeah, AB sure. like in his prime was probably my favorite non-Patriots receiver. And then he went crazy, and then he became a Patriot for one game, and then he went crazy again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Was okay. He was never crazy before that. He was just like a regular dude, was he not? Like I think he's been crazy this whole time. It's just, just Mike Tomlin had get get these what guys heard. under yeah, lock that's and what key. I've heard. Like and we, you see the same stuff with Le'Veon Bell, Martavis Bryant, like all of these dudes. As soon as they're out of the organization, it all goes to shit. Mike Tomlin is, I, I believe Mike Tomlin's the best coach in football. So I'm gonna go out <laughs> defending him always. But uh, he, he gets gets the best out of crazy star play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AB man. AB. Steelers um, fans, you guys, Mike Tomlin, that's such a blessing. Like, I'm so jealous. Yeah, three people coaches. Hate, like, some 67. people are like, that's so imagine my friends just were like, oh, we hate Tomlin. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, imagine yeah. imagine not having a Hall of Fame coach on your team. That couldn't be me. Couldn't be <laughs> yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wild. Like, not, not in, like, my <laughs> mother's lifetime. Like, <laughs> Jesus. No, it's not like the Browns had Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Oh, oh, wait, they did. <laughs> Bro, but we, we, gifted uh, you, uh, we gifted you Eric Mangini, though, so it's cool. That's <laughs> uh, such a fair trade. Like, well, um, Stefanski, Stefanski, I think, is going to buck that trend finally. I, I'm really Hopefully. Happy. I wouldn't say Hall of Fame yet, but I would say, oh, oh, say obviously. respectable no, no, but... head coach. Someone mm-hmm. that's not Rodzinski or Freddie yes. Kitchens, like, yeah. Romeo Cornell or Freddie Kitchens. Or, <laughs> oh my God! So many coaches. Just, oh, but I think yeah, man, Stefanski's jawline. He's gonna take us to the playoffs. Hopefully, jawline. <laughs> he's a nice jawline. Our boy. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I'm just I'm just gonna put up a, a picture of Kevin Stefanski and say it's the face review. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Shit, man. Well, uh, do y'all have any final notes to go over before we head out of here? Say go Browns. Okay. We're gonna sweep uh, the series this year. <laughs> uh, and we're we're gonna sweep the Browns. Draft here, Nick so. Chubb. Draft Nick Chubb. Ooh, he said he's gonna sweep the Browns. That well, that's what he said first. So we're we're, we're coming for your, your next. It's irrational confidence. I, I'm I'm ready to go like six and zero in the division and like oh, still only win nine games. That's my plan. <laughs> yeah, just beat the Ravens at least. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have to ask too much for that. Kill the rest. All right, man. Well, uh, this was another episode of Fantasy Dreams. Next week, we are going to do the AFC. Yeah, AFC South next week. Shows how well prepared I am. I didn't even know what we were doing for a second. But AFC South is next week. Hit up my Twitter at KylerQPPN for any questions slash hot takes. Dean, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, representing awesome. Browns. Thank you. Nico, Thank you. I appreciate you coming on again representing Steelers. Uh, and uh, yeah, appreciate everybody listening to this as well. And uh, I will see y'all on next week's episode. Bye.